worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. And the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly, of his lowly servant girl And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. Verses 26 to 56, Luke chapter 1. Thank you once again, Father, for the power, the grace, the glory, and the strength that rests upon these powerful accounts of 
the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into the world during that first Christmas time. Thank you for your word and the anointing and the grace that rests upon your word. Father, more and more help us to fall more in love with your word and empower us to become more and more the faithful hearers and doers of your word that you have called us to be. Thank you for the wonderful gift of the Lord Jesus Christ at Christmas and for all time and for all of the world. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer, Mark Ose. Mark is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Lord God, I also thank you for your word and for Pastor Joseph's heart to share it and the opportunity and platform you've given us to do so here on uh, American Family Radio. And God, uh, I pray that uh, as Pastor Joseph shares your word today, that uh, people would be touched, uh, that they would hear uh, what you are saying to each one of them, to each one of us, uh, through your word, your uh, last uh, testament uh, that you have given us instructions. Um, and I thank you, Lord God, for making your truth available to us, uh, uh, loving us enough to make yourself known to us, <laughs> to, to uh, create us, loving us enough to make us, and then to tell us about yourself and uh, to, to speak to us through your word. I thank you, Lord God, and I thank you for this opportunity to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Mark. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to continue to remind our listeners during the Christmas season, if you'd like to email us to get copies of some of the articles that we've shared, remember one of the goals uh, for the uh, sharing of these articles is they are both evangelism and discipleship tools. And so it's a great way for you to do evangelism and discipleship by way of email. Of course, you're, we encourage you to get them. Use them for yourself and your family to do uh, ministry within your own home, both evangelism and discipleship in your home, but also forward them to family, friends, co-workers, fellow church members, uh, far-off relatives, saved and unsaved individuals, because it's you know it's easy to do ministry that way by sharing through by way of email. And these are good tools to help you do just that. So some of the uh, Christmas article titles are, are include Jesus, the Answer to Everything, Christmas, Crisis, Pregnancy, and Life, Walking in the Wisdom of the Wise Men, Celebrate a Biblical Christmas, uh, Children Who Read the Word of God, and a Grandparents' Christmas Discipleship Project. If you'd like one or all of the articles, simply email us. Let us know. We're glad to share them with you again. Once again, the email, joseph at afr.net. Well, today we're, we're going to be reading through the Christmas narratives once again, and we want to continue to encourage you throughout the Christmas season, take time, you and each member of your family, make time to read through the Christmas narratives. That is Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2. Again, it's, a, it's an activity that will bless and greatly enhance and encourage your celebration of Christmas, as well as better equip you to be a faithful ambassador for the kingdom of God during the Christmas season. You know, lots of people may find themselves to be much more open to hearing the gospel during the Christmas season than they may be any other time of the year. Let's maximize this opportunity during the Christmas season. Hope that you'll do that. Again, my email to get any and all the articles, joseph at afr.net. So we pick up reading the Christmas narratives now. 
in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. This is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Amminadab. Amminadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother was Bathsheba, the widow of Uriah. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the father of Abijah. Abijah was the father of Asa. Asa was the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the father of Jehoram. Jehoram was the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotham. Jotham was the father of Ahaz. Ahaz was the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh. Manasseh was the father of Ammon. Ammon was the father of Josiah. Josiah was the father of Jehoiakim and his brothers born at the time of the exile to Babylon. After the Babylonian exile, Jehoiakim was the father of Shealtiel. Shealtiel was the father of, Zeru of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the father of Abiad. Abiad was the father of Eliakim. Eliakim was the father of Azor. Azor was the father of Zadok. Zadok was the father of Achim. Achim was the father of Eliad. Eliad was the father of Eleazar. Eleazar was the father of Mathan. Mathan was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Mary gave birth to Jesus, who is called the Messiah. All those listed above include 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the Babylonian exile, and 14 from the Babylonian exile to the Messiah. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement, to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, 
he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Matthew chapter 2. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will shepherd, who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Verses 1 through 6, Matthew chapter 2. Lord, thank you again for your word. Thank you for the opportunity for us to read and meditate on your word. And Allow the Spirit of God to speak to us mightily through your word and learn insights, truths, and understanding from the Christmas story, some of which we may not have had before. Thank you for the opportunity to make time to get into your word and read the wonderful, powerful, grace-filled, glory-filled stories of Christmas. Thank you for the accounts that help us to know the truths behind your coming into the world and the salvation and the grace and the power and the light that surrounded your coming as well. Father, more and more, flood the church with a spirit of revival. Stir us to be a church that is committed, that committed to carrying out the work of carrying the gospel to a world that desperately needs to hear. Lord, as we look at the world, there's so many challenges, so many problems, so many things going on. It reminds us that more and more the world desperately needs to know Jesus and to be in fellowship with him every day. Help us to be the church faithfully carrying this work forward. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. As we're reading through the Christmas narratives, we'll be right back. To take our sins away Our eyes were blind We could not see 
Abby Mason with Sweet Little Jesus Boy. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're reading through the Christmas narratives as we pick up now once again in the the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the the reign of King Herod. About that time, Some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem of Judea, they said. For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people, Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child and his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up. Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A cry was heard in Ramah, 
weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up, the angel said. Take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel, because those who were trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. But when he learned that the new ruler of Judea was Herod's son Archelaus, he was afraid to go there. Then, after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophet had said. He will be called a Nazarene. End of Matthew chapter Matthew chapter 2. And picking up now in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They use the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, most honorable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah, and his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense, being bur- while the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. 
I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was encouraged she, excuse me, she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel, appear, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month, for the Word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb leaped, excuse me, the baby, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. 
He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father, but Elizabeth said, No, his name is John. What? they exclaimed. There is no one in all your family by that name. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could instantly Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. All fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, "What will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way." When his father Zechariah was filled with the then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear. In holiness and righteousness for, for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord you will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. John grew up and became strong in spirit and he lived in the wilderness until he began his public ministry to Israel. End of Luke chapter 1. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
W. Smith with Christmas Time. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Christmas narratives as we pick up now in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, The time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. Then 
Then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says if a woman's child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. I've seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they, had ass because they assumed he was among the other travelers, but when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search? He asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth, 
with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. End of Luke chapter 2. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we've been reading through the Christmas narratives. And once again, we're encouraging you throughout the Christmas season to take time with you and your family to read through all the Christmas narratives. Again, that includes Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2. We certainly hope that you will take the time to do just that. And want to remind you once again, if you wanted to get copies of any uh, or several of the Christmas articles that we share a number of which are both evangelism and or discipleship articles. We're glad to get them to you. One of the ones that we've especially shared on a number of occasions or talked about is one entitled Celebrate a Biblical Christmas. And it is an article that uh, outlines a wonderful way for you and your family to take time to read through the Christmas narrative several times throughout the Christmas season. Father, we thank you once again. Thank you, Lord, again for your word, and thank you for the many ways your word ministers to the minds and the hearts and the entire being of each one of us as men and women and as boys and girls. Lord, what a blessing it is when a family will make time to open your word and spend time reading through the Christmas narratives, and especially when they'll take the time to have the children read through them and allow the children the opportunity to ask any and all the questions that come to their minds. Lord, anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace that would encourage us to make this a priority throughout the Christmas season, and thus allow your precious and powerful word to minister mightily to every member of our families. Lord, help us to grow in our understanding of the fact that there's a mighty, 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 mighty anointing that rests upon your word. And when we're wise enough to make it a priority to read through your word, to meditate in your word, and to listen to your words of wisdom, grace, power, and joy as you share with us the, the wonderful story, the wonderful accounts of the Christmas narratives, help us to receive that grace and help us to be wise enough to encourage others to do the same. Thank you for that opportunity. Lord, throughout the Christmas season, help us to be wise enough to make this time, which is a, a wise discipleship project for all of our families. Help us to make time to do just that. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And once, once again, we want to remind you, my email again is joseph at afr.net. If you wanted to get any of these articles, any of the Christmas uh, evangelism and discipleship articles that we provide. We're glad to get them to you. Please email us to get them because that's what they're for, to help us all to work together to do ministry. You know, how easy it really is to, to forward an email that carries an, a Christmas-themed article that shares the gospel and or shares discipleship insights and truths related to the Christmas accounts found, again, in Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2. Also be mindful, too, we're encouraging you, pray about every gift you give this Christmas. Ask God to guide you in giving gifts that uh, are inspired by the Holy Spirit, gifts that will bless people and that will somehow or another point them to Christ. And you know, the Holy Spirit knows just how to do that. That's not hard for Him. But also, we'd encourage you to prayerfully consider putting gospel tracts in all your Christmas gifts this uh, Christmas season, because again, uh, gospel tracts and or discipleship tracts because these can be seeds in the lives of those who receive those gifts. Hope that you'll prayerfully consider doing just that. 
well as we normally do before we end the broadcast. If you're listening today and you have never in your life made the eternally important decision of asking Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today is a great day, a good day to make that decision. If you want to be saved, if you want to commit your heart and life to the Lord, would you from your heart pray this prayer with us even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, by faith, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to read your word every day. Help me to pray every day. Help me to seek to obey and follow you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please email us. If you prayed and received Christ today, we want to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, please be in touch with us. Once again, my email, joseph at afr.net. If you wanted to get any of the Christmas uh, evangelism and or discipleship articles we've mentioned, same email, joseph at afr.net. Let us know either the title or if you just want to receive all uh, six or so of them, just let us know that as well. We're glad to get them to you. They can be sent by way of email, and it's a good way to digitally do evangelism and discipleship. We hope that you will be in touch with us again. Joseph at AFR.net. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.